Hi, I'm Jamie. I've been a producer, director, and a screenwriter. I'm Brad. I've been a videographer and a screenwriter. This is TV We Love, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a single season of our favorite TV shows. And maybe some of our second favorites, too. All right. Hello, Jamie. Hello. How are you? I am good. I ate way too much pizza today, though. That was like a pizza weekend. Yes. What's your favorite kind of pizza? Like, what's your favorite toppings? I know we talked about burgers like a week or two ago. (laughs) Two weeks ago, we talked about burgers. Might as well knock the pizza out since we've had so much pizza this weekend. Oh, man. I mean, I can always go for a pepperoni. Is it, I mean, that's like the standard, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I can get weird too. Just no no bell peppers. I don't <laughs> like bell peppers on my pizza. I mean, that in itself is weird. I mean, I don't like bell peppers on my pizza either, but for somebody to say that they, well, I don't know. I guess I say the same thing. So. Yeah. But for you to say that you get weird and then you say you don't like bell peppers, I think that is weird. That's like a double weird. Well, I can do mushrooms. And that is weird. No, mushrooms on pizza is delicious. You're lying. No, it is. It's These are so lies. good. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't know but we'd be starting would this episode off with lies. I probably eat pepperoni pizza the most frequently. What would you say is the most unique pizza? that i eat yes um well i like the like the buffalo ranch the buffalo ranch chicken is amazing pizza that's really good that is really good Mm -hmm. uh and you like the barbecue chicken too i do yeah okay yeah and deep dish that's where it's at deep dish is where it's at are you a chicago or detroit deep dish gal Oh, which one is the sauce on top? The sauce on top is Chicago. It's, yeah. I feel like the Chicago is the true pie when it comes oh, to Oh, yeah, pizza. it's definitely pizza pie. Yeah. Right. Almost like a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I mean, I can only handle so much of it. I, it's delicious, but it's only special occasion pizza I would agree for with me. that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I love the Chicago deep dish, but it is, uh, it's a hearty pizza. That's for sure. Oh yeah. You definitely need less of that to feel like you've ruined your weekend. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) definitely. It's like pizza hangover the next day. Oh my God. Or this later. I think, I think I have a pizza hangover right now. Honestly. Yeah. We, we we had pizza two days in a row and we definitely have pizza left over for tomorrow and the foreseeable (laughs) future. I feel like (laughs) not me. I'm I'm (laughs) pizza out off the pizza wagon. Yes. Oh God. We should let people know probably that we're super relaxed because we are recording this from bed. (laughs) (laughs) This is the most comfy. You're super this is the most comfy I've been the entire time. Like I am completely uh, horizontal and laying on my side, and I could start <laughs> snoring at any minute. That's what, yeah. That's so. All right. Well, so you want to knock out this episode six of True yes. Detective? Yes. Okay. What an episode. What an episode. Episode six of True Detective is called Haunted Houses. Yes. Uh, and I got a brief little summary. You want me to read it? 
Of course. All right. Cole's activities in 2002, when his partnership with Hart disintegrated and he quit the force, are recalled by Maggie. So there is a little bit more Maggie in this episode. There is. Uh, she gets brought in a little bit later to talk to uh, the two interviewing detectives. And yes. Yes. We get to see a female perspective. Yeah, it was kind of refreshing. Mm -hmm. Refreshing. It's in been a, way. a very masculine season. I also, also agree with this. Yes. Uh, so this episode originally aired February 23rd, 2014. And where does this rank in your episodes out of the six so far? Ooh. Um, I, I thought it was brilliant. In so many ways. Um, I mean, the acting. Oh, my god! It's kind of a different episode in a way, but you it's can tell. Yeah. We've, we've kind of. I don't want to say we. this is the crescendo of it, but it, it feels like we're obviously, since the Reggie Ledoux thing has settled itself, and it, as we find out, it's sort of unfinished business. Right. It does feel like we're on a new adventure, and we're going up that second hill of the roller coaster you it know? does i think dora lang was only mentioned one time maybe in this in, episode in this episode Man, uh, i did not even pick that up yeah yeah so um it seemed i mean that it you know as we'll talk about mm -hmm. it does you know go back in into the past yeah um but as far as dora lang goes she was not brought up much nope in this episode nope why do you think it was called Haunted Houses? Um, you know, I, I they obviously mean it metaphorically. Right. Because there were no actual haunted houses in right. this episode. However, I can't put it together. Like, I'm Me not either. entirely I mean, sure. I, I, I've been thinking about it. Um, I mean, a haunted house is a, is threatening because you're kind of trapped inside with your ghosts. Right? Sure. Um, but really, they kind of went outside, yeah. Of you know, like their the threats were them going outside of their houses, basically, yeah. You know, outside of the, but I mean, we'll talk, we'll get into that more, but you know, outside of the marital house, outside of the station, outside of their, you know, yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying here? I, I, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're putting down. Right. Uh, so IMDb has got this ranked at a 9.2, still better than the first two okay. episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it's so hard to tell because it's just like one set of awesome after another. It is. With all yep. of these episodes. So it's really hard to rank which one is because each episode is just as important. Right. As the previous episode. What I got from this one, what I loved about it was, I mean, it wasn't as action-packed as the um, episode four. No. You know? Yeah. Um, but it tied up a lot of loose ends and answered questions um, that we didn't know thus far as to why the marriage ended, why... Russ went on his ponytail escapades, you know? Yeah, this um, this episode, you can tell, right. leads us to right. uh, 2012. It was a good, it's a good segue. Yeah. It was brilliantly written. Yeah. Um, I mean, it really 
answers all of those questions and kind of leads us to more questions, new questions. Yeah. So for every door that closes, right. a new door opens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haunted houses. Haunted houses. Maybe that was it. Maybe right. That was it. All right. So the episode starts off with Marty visiting the overage boys in jail. Uh, he takes his ring off. He rolls up his sleeves. He makes a deal. Either take the ass whooping or go right. to jail. Right, and get worse uh, ass yep. whooping. Yep. And mm-hmm. then uh, he puts on his gloves, and he has this awesome line uh, he tells to the to the one boy, and he's like, oh, I'm, a man's game charges a man's price. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he beats the hell out of the one kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, presumably the second as well. We don't really see that one because... I guess we don't need to. No, yeah, we have we to. We know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, they were both very apologetic and respectful. Right. Uh, I would have I would have been terrified. He came in there and, oh, and yeah. he just, you just knew yep. what was going to happen. And the... The officer that let him in, he's like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Right. I mean, he obviously knew yeah. what was going to happen as yep. well, which I have more to say about that later. Yep. And then uh, Marty leaves the jailhouse and then he throws up as soon as he right. gets back into his car. Yes. So. Have you ever been so pissed off that you puked? Nope. <laughs> nope. I have not either. I mean, I've. I've been so upset, it, like you I know. But but I is can't it that say. he's mad, or is it that he's like I just did this? Like, is he disgusted with himself? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, they don't really say. They just show him throwing up. I'm sure it, he obviously had a lot of emotions. Right. I think he was just getting it all out. Yep. I mean, I think he thought just beating them would do it. Yeah. But obviously, there was yeah. more to it than that. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I wonder if he felt better after he did it, you know? Hmm. I kind of think no, but I think he thought he would. And, you know, he definitely had something to prove there. I mean, do you think he would do it again uh, if the situation I think it's highly likely. (laughs) I think he's shown that he deals with problems with violence (laughs) repeatedly. (laughs) The next time on the record... The next time the record goes around and we're mm-hmm. all doing this again per last episode. Right. Do you think Marty's making the same choice? I definitely do. I feel like he's pretty much showed that that's the way it goes with him. I, I can see that. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Do you have anything more to add for that one? No, but I mean, it was a, what a way to start the episode. Right? Yeah. And it's good because it's like we instantly get closure to that situation. Yes. So, uh, but now we see 2002 Rust. Uh, he's following up on missing person cases. He visits a dad who has a missing son. And then uh, the Tuttle School is brought up again. And this seems to be a common theme. Right. So, obviously, Tuttle is... Uh, more and more dirty or connected. Right. We're, and we're hearing connected. more and more and more. I mean, we heard some, you know, Tuttle dropped in the previous early episodes, and it just seems Tuttle keeps coming up Yeah, more and more. It's like he now. was introduced in that very first episode. You could tell he looked kind of dirty or right. corrupt, you know. And uh, then he kind of disappeared for like two or three episodes. And now it's like we're getting heavier and heavier doses of right. some Tuttle. And what was uh, the character's name? Was was it K- Terry Gildry? 
or I think it was Gildry, Terry Gildry. What, which uh, character? That Rust was talking about the missing, I think the missing boy, Sonny. Yeah. In the Tuttle School. Yeah. And he said the line, get out of here before I do something to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he what obviously. What was he going to do? <laughs> well, I mean, he answered the door with a gun. Yeah. So he obviously still has a lot of uh, misplaced rage right. over his missing son. But he seemed uh, embarrassed that he got emotional. Yeah. Rust uh, asked him, though, like, wasn't there a search party or anything, you know, over your missing right. boy? And, and he's like, ah, the sheriff went out. They found his pierogue. And uh, I was like, what's a pierogue? Do you know what a pierogue is? No. It's it's Did like a you canoe. Look it up? Yeah, I looked it oh, up. Okay. It's like a canoe Good. Or, or a little kayak. Good work. Yeah, I was well. I wanted to know. I was like, <laughs> "What's a pierogi?" That one, that one got got past me. Yeah, I saw it. You know, with, with the caption on, I, I saw it two or three times now, and I was like, "What? Uh, what's a pierogi?" He keeps talking about this. I I thought it was like a part of his body or something uh, because he he goes on to say that the pierogi. Yeah. <laughs> He, he goes on to say that the sheriff said that maybe it was a gator. They found his pierogue. Uh, so I was like, all right, it makes sense. So they found his boat, but they didn't find the body. So okay. the, the sheriffs at the time were like, well, right. maybe it was a gator, which honestly makes sense for that right. part of the country. It does. I, I love that they really heavily incorporate the culture. Yep. Yep. Uh, so then... We see 2012 Maggie. She makes her first appearance as a 2012 first Maggie. Time interview with yep. Maggie. She sits down with the two detectives, and it is confirmed here that her and Marty are now divorced. Yes. Yeah, and she, they asked her how she felt about Rust, and she basically said he was a good man, or at least I knew him to be. Yeah, intense, but right. a good man. Right, and yeah. she said that he knew himself. That was one thing that she could say for sure, that mm -hmm. he knew who he was. Yeah. And that that was one thing that Marty never did. He ne Marty never knew himself. That's but right. But she said, but I'm not mad about it. So, you know, yeah. she, she kind of, you know, yeah. moved on yeah. from the anger. So then we see uh, 2002 Rust is obsessing on cases a little bit more. Yes. Uh, it's personal now. It is personal. That's the way I saw it. You can tell it, it all comes back to the uh, interrogation where the prisoner ended up uh, committing suicide from right. the last episode. This is really mm -hmm. the fact that the, the Yellow King is still out there. Uh, yeah. You can tell he it's, cannot let it go. He's nope. He won't, will not nope. let it go. So then we see 2002 Marty. He is uh, shopping with lots of bags of tampons. Yeah, at the T-Mobile store first. Yep. And then suddenly <laughs> has bags of tampons. Yeah, so. so Marty's got a busy day. Right. Busy day. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe he goes to Bed Bath & Beyond if there's enough time. If right. Enough time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Some good detective work going yep. on there. Yep. And uh, he decides, in, in, he goes to a bar and the bar is part of the strip mall, which is sort of a weird spot right. for a bar, isn't the it? The Fox and the Hound. Yeah. I, with a name like that, I almost thought it would be like a gentleman's club That's or something. That's what I was thinking. Yep. But Yep. And then while he's at the bar, he's uh, treating his tampons to a couple beers. <laughs> and he meets Beth 
And we, mm-hmm. of course, know Beth from episode two. From the ranch. Yeah, she was the very underage girl at the time that he uh, put a down payment on, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Russ called it. Yep. <laughs> he said, what was that, a down payment yep. for later? Yep. And uh, it, it, he doesn't recognize Beth at the time, but she, of course, is uh, targeting Marty pretty much, and she is starting to work her charm. Oh, uh, yeah. She I don't says know. all the right things that he needed to hear because obviously he was not so hot on himself. No. Um, no. And, and I don't know why she's targeting him actually i mean she she really just could have said thanks you know, right like, hey i i needed to hear what you oh, said she to butters me. him up she says he's a good man and everyone can see that yep. and that she goes even further to say that the universe loves them flaws and all yep. you know yeah and then she hits on him and yeah <laughs> damn it marty <laughs> damn it marty i remember saying that come on come on marty yeah so they have hot sex <laughs> i guess he thinks so he thinks so mm-hmm. uh yeah it's uh and she was purposefully seducing him oh, too. yeah the whole night oh, like she I said just... all the things that obviously hit all the right things for him yeah it was i just don't know her motivation at this point and i mean and marty's already fallen for crazy before and this yeah she's coming in like a crazy one right so and i mean it's just oh i think- mean he gave her the money to keep her from you know to hopefully she would get a better life and now look at him now yep yep <laughs> it's like oh uh damn it marty and meanwhile, uh, Rust is uh, meeting up with the uh, Reverend from the Traveling Salvation Show. Right. Yep. And the Reverend's drunk. Yep. Uh, he's asking about the Tuttles. Uh, he's clearly an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the exchange they have in dialogue, I feel like in different circumstances, Rust and the Reverend could have been like buddies. You right. Know? Yeah. Uh, and he, he gets to the point where, you know, Russ is asking him all these questions like, why'd you leave the church? What happened? All this stuff. And it gets to the point where the Reverend tells him like he found a folder of pictures of naked children and he yep. ratted the guy out. And his superior was pretty much like, why are you even bringing this to me? Apparently he was. He was Tuttle's friend. Yep. He was Tuttle's friend. So another Tuttle reference. Right. Uh, and he flipped it around on him. Yep. Yep, and he he seemed irritated that he would even like bring this to his attention. Right. So, and he kind of it sounded kind of like he accused him of he accused the reverend. Yeah, like he was definitely trying to deflect and right. uh, based off of the reverend stories. Right. So, um, and he says that his this was the part that sounded very rust. Esque, he said the only nearness to god was silence yep for him now that is a very rust thing to say that mm-hmm. that was that was the reverend that said it yes but it was a, a very rust thing yes. to say Absolutely. so did you get the feeling that like hey maybe these guys are actually buddies or they're not so they definitely had an understanding yeah and rust didn't want him to be so coy about 
specific things, you know, like, don't be shy. Just tell me what's going on. That sort of thing. But Russ, like, I don't know, just the vibe, the exchange, like they almost like they, they did have an understanding of each other. They kind of spoke the same language. Yeah. So I think, I think they both kind of uh, respected each other in, in that way. So the next morning after Marty is hanging out with Beth, the great seducer, uh, Rust is, well, Marty leads into it with the interrogating detectives and they're like, what's about, you know, what's going on with this falling out that you guys had back in 02? Right. And Marty is like, it's got to be this. uh, Charmaine Boudreaux. Charmaine Boudreaux. Thank you. I'm glad you had that name. (laughs) Uh, And Charmaine Boudreaux is a mother of three kids. She was a mother of three kids. Yep. And uh, kids just keep dying left and right on her. And SIDS continues to be the cause. And SIDS is, of course, sudden infant death syndrome. It's usually some sort of... uh, it's just like natural causes in a way. Right. But sometimes... They don't... Yeah, always know what causes it. Yeah, so it just seems to be like a blanket statement. Right. Right, yeah. And uh, she's kind of methed out looking. She's got uh, lesions on her face. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rust gives the look to Marty to get out of the room. Yeah. Because uh, Marty said something, right? Yeah, he said, haven't you ever heard of birth control? Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Russ was, you know, connecting with her, holding her hand, and trying to work in his Rust magic. Yeah, he told her, like, I had a kid, I lost. Right. He's like, and that that lost the marriage. He's like, I I get what you're saying here. So, uh, other detectives come up to Marty when he's on the outside of the interrogation room, and he's like, what's going on? And Marty's like, he's getting it. And you just see the lady... Yeah. Writing stuff down on a yellow right. notepad. Signing it away. And then it just cuts to Marty inside right. of the room. And mm-hmm. he, he starts explaining to her, like, it's not great for prison. Right. For, you know. Rust. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rust is telling the, the what, what's her name again? Charmaine Boudreaux. Charmaine Boudreaux. Uh, he, he's explaining to her that inside of prison, people aren't kind to right. people that hurt children. Right. And if you get the chance, you should probably kill yourself. Right. And, and before that, he talked about uh, Munchausen by proxy. Yep. Um, and, I mean, are you familiar with that? No, but I meant to look that one up. I wrote okay. it down. Um, this is something I've I've looked at before because I have an interest in psychology and, you know, things like that. And also, Eminem references his mother, I believe, I may be wrong about this, but I believe he referenced his mother having Munchausen by proxy. So I was curious. I think I know what this is. So I'm yeah. just waiting for you to explain it. I'm, um, I'm it's, I'm right. it's basically when you, most most of the time it's a mother, but it's any kind of caretaker. Um, when they have someone in their care and they kind of purposely make them sick or they... They, I mean, it can be that they purposely make them sick, whether it be slowly poisoning them or, um, you know, tampering with their urine if they take them to the doctor. So, it, you know, it makes them seem sicker than they are. And it's it's a psychological 
um, thing where they the the mother or the caretaker wants attention for this. Oh, so they okay. use their child. I got it. I got it. You know, they either make their child sick or they pretend their child is sick right. to get attention. So they're like, poor me. Right. Yeah. 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 Feel sorry for me. I have this sick child. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking right. about. Right. And apparently it's, the way he made it sound was that she took that a little too far. Yeah. Sorry. Did I just get quieter? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I think I knocked a, knocked a knob. <laughs> Yeah, that's better, right? Yeah, I think so. Yep, okay. That must have been what I did. Okay, so... So, yeah, so you you had already mentioned this. He says, you know, you're going to go to jail, and if you get the opportunity, the media is not going to be kind to you, so you might as well just take yourself out. His delivery of that line was so cold. Oh, it was chilling. Yeah, it was... I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, because he's right. Right. And she had, like, this 40-page confession. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's just not a good person. Not no. a good person. No. So, um, and he just sort of oddly walks out of the interrogation room, too. Mm-hmm. Like, with his patented rust walk. Yeah. Uh, the major kind of congratulates Rust on getting the uh, confession. Yes. And Rust packs up his stuff and he just sort of slaps it on Marty's desk and he's like, hey, write this up for me. I yeah. gotta go. Yeah, I was going to say he asks him to write, to type it up, but he doesn't. He just says, type it up. Yep. You're not doing anything. Yep. And and Marty, of course, takes offense to this, like, what, my time is not as valuable as your time? And, and they, they get into a, it, it's basically like their first open conflict right a little bit yeah i mean they've bickered back and forth but it was mostly you know marty telling russ that he was crazy yeah pretty much the way he russ was looking at marty i wondered if he knew about marty and the and beth um but i mean it never came up but i don't know just rust in his knowing way seemed to know that he He's been working, that Rust has been working while Marty is out doing Marty things. Yeah, but Rust is obsessive on the case. Yeah, he is. Uh, You know, I thought that too the first time that I saw that, but they really don't connect those dots for us. No, they really don't, but there was just something about it. it It's a little ambiguous, but it wasn't enough for me to... Right, to 100% say, oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. so ultimately, uh, Rust tells Marty, like, without me, there is no you. Right. Because Marty said to Rust, I'm the only one that's ever took up for you, which he's not wrong about that. Right. They're, neither one of them are wrong, no. I don't think. Uh, no. You know, Rust has been the good detective. Right. He's finally just done, you yep. know, without yep. me, there is no you. Yep. And, and I think Russ is okay with Marty taking the credit. Like, he knows where he's at in the relationship. Right. But I, I don't think Marty realizes where they're at in the relationship. No, so. definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, but I, I think ultimately, I know I say ultimately a lot right now. Uh, basically, Rust wins the argument and he walks out and presumably Marty does the report. Mm-hmm. So Rust ends up going to... Uh, a child psychiatric unit. Right. Uh, and he meets up with the girl that they found 
out on uh, Reggie Ledoux's place. Uh, yes. And she's catatonic. She's staring off into space, and Russ just sits down, and he's like, hey, I got to ask you a couple questions. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, he's like, were there were there other men there? You know, like, did you see anybody else? And she slowly looks at Rust, and she starts to say that uh, uh, the man with the scars, he's a giant. And right. Rust wants to know if the scars are on his face, and she just starts repeating face and yeah. face and yeah. starts screaming, and yes, he, he's got to leave. Oh, yeah. It was very chilling. Um, it seemed like the nurse was surprised that she even talked to him. You know, it seemed like she remembered him, the girl, and felt like it was okay to talk. But once she got that image of the man with the scars, so the tall man that was referenced earlier in the epi- in the season. Yeah. The giant, the tall man with yep. the scars. She completely loses it. Too. Yeah, I feel like the yellow king. Right. Too. Yes. Um, yeah, the nurse seemed very surprised that the girl started talking. Yeah. And for a moment, it was like, has she been faking this entire time? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she know? did have a what? She was like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she starts screaming and Russ had to leave. So. Yep. Yep. So this leads to a scene... In the office and with uh, the major, with the major Leroy Salter, uh, who's the new major. It's no longer Ken, right? Quesadilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he seems a bit nicer to Russ, but not completely. He Ooh. tells him to keep away from missing persons. He works homicide. Right. Uh, Rust lays out what he believes. He he presents it to them, and mm-hmm. Marty doesn't have his back here. No. And they part ways by giving each other the finger, which is like an infamous scene. Oh, in, it was in the, the most brilliant flip off yeah, moment ever. Yeah. It made me laugh. Um, it, it was this was so frustrating to me. I mean, it's obvious that now this is a, this is personal. Russ is he's too far into it. He's not giving up. Um, but it's just so frustrating that Marty can go rogue and beat those boys and do all the things he does, you know, break into, you know, his mistress's house and beat people and do all these rogue things. But if Russ goes off to actually solve the case and goes rogue to try to get a killer, you know, he gets all kinds of hell, you know, he gets, you know, warned and, you know. Yeah, reprimanded and told what a piece of crap he is. Yeah, but, they're, you know they're, it never. They never bring up the shady things that Marty does. You yeah, know? there does seem to be some sort of uh, biased or favoritism. Yeah, it's so frustrating to yeah. me to yeah. watch. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that flip off was brilliant. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Me too. And uh, so good. Uh, was it this scene where they tell him about psychiatry and he's like, I'm I'm the last person in the state? Nah, I think it was later on. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, yep. we'll say that then. We'll say yep. that then. Uh, so we're in 2012 now and the interviewing detectives are talking to Marty and Marty seems kind of fed up now and he closes up his briefcase oh, yeah. and he gathers his things. And this is like to Marty's credit a little bit because even now he's still kind of defending Rust. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, um, I mean, especially to follow up 
such a tense scene between them, the two of them. Yeah. Where, you know, they, I mean, the last scene ended with them flipping each other off and they're definitely not on good terms. But here we are, you know, in the interview and he's still like, look, I, I that's this is the things you're saying. This is not the rust I knew, yep. Yep. you know, yep. I'm out. I'm done. Even even if we had a fallen out, I know right. he's not a killer. Yeah. Uh, so 2012, Marty is driving, and it's like he's in this isolated area. Everywhere they go in Louisiana seems to be like the swamplands. Yeah. Uh, and then he sees something in the rearview mirror, and then it cuts to 2002 Maggie. She's checking the laundry and uh, doesn't know that Marty was home. It's right. apparently... She notices the washer going. Yeah, and it's apparently like, hmm. odd that he's doing laundry. Right. Uh and he's in the shower, says he's just cleaning up. So right. Maggie's radar is going off, and she checks his phone. She sees a mostly naked picture of Beth on his phone. Mm-hmm. Then she makes Marty some dinner. Neither of right. his kids she are really freak talking. out. Nope, nope. She's kind of uh, very coldly calm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would worry. Like, my my spidey senses would be going off. But right. neither of his kids seem to be talking to him either. Of course, no. the oldest is mad at him for right. uh, breaking up her fun. And even the youngest seemed kind of cold to him. Right. But It was almost like he was a ghost in the house. Ah. Oh. oh you perhaps, know? perhaps there's something there. <laughs> I don't know. It's just an observation. It, he d- seems so... So oblivious too. He's just having a good time. He's oh, eating yeah. his spaghetti. I'm assuming it's talking about date night when yeah. he's in the shower. Yeah, and she is. She's just completely. He's watching TV with off. His three yeah. beautiful women. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, he was. Ugh. Yep. And then uh, really hamming it up there. Yep. So the oldest daughter storms off. The youngest daughter's like, I got to go study. And he's just there, and he sees Maggie staring at him. He's like, "What?" And she's like nothing she just keeps staring at him and oh, then, she's reading her book and oh, yeah. looking at him yeah so finally he says i love you to maggie and all she says is thank you thank you and yep. that right there would be like that's not how you respond to an i love right. you, you yeah know? so uh, if i were marty i probably would have i would know <laughs> like that would have you know like we should have a talk what's going on right you know and yeah it, it, <laughs> uh, so I, who knows when, but the next scene we see is Maggie now goes out in a red dress. She's wearing red lipstick. She's looking fantastic. She's clearly looking for trouble. Yeah. Instantly men start hitting on her. Right. Uh, or at least a man. And he honestly seems like a good dude. Like he doesn't know her situation. He's just right. like, Hey, can I get you a drink? You know, yeah. he didn't even say it's sleazy or anything Are like that. Are you here that. with someone? You know, yep. he asks yep. and she says, no, I'm not. Yep. So, and that's kind of all we see from her on that. Right. So, uh, the next thing we see is 2002 rust. He shows up at the Tuttle campus, uh, it's like a huge compound, it looks like. I'm not exactly sure how big it is, but it looks very futuristic, very yeah. modern for the time. There's people on Segways. Right away, there's three Segways going by. <laughs> yeah. And I was trying to think. I was like, when did Segways come out? But yeah. they're, they're in the clear. Segways came out in 2001, and this takes place in 2002. I'm glad you <laughs> investigated that. I did I investigate. I was wondering. Oh, the uh, when 
Marty was uh, at the T-Mobile store. Yeah. Uh, picture phones didn't come out until the end of 2002, and T-Mobile didn't have a, a camera phone until 2003. So interesting. That's a little bit of a reality continuity right. error. Now, why so. was he at the T-Mobile store to begin with, do you think? Do you think he was... I mean, maybe it was his time... I don't think he was there to pick up women or Beth or anything. I think he was legitimately trying to get a a new phone. Okay. But we they don't tell us why, no. though, other than the fact that he needed a cell phone. So right. maybe that's just the age of cell phones. He's maybe like, they were just trying to establish that it's now we have cell phones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that can... I, you know, they probably wrote that scene to set up uh, Maggie going through right. his phone. Right. So, yeah, they just happen to be off with their timeline a little yeah. bit. Uh, like, this all would have been fine if they just called it 2003. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, th- and that's really the only thing they would have needed to have changed. So, um, but Tuttle, though, he is, uh, he's smooth. Rust is asking him questions and. He is, uh, yeah, I feel like he's avoiding really well mm-hmm. Tuttle. Uh, he tries to say that the, he's trying to do research on some tax stuff, and, uh, you know, but obviously there's some uh, religious exemptions there. So he's, he's just asking, like, is there a list of uh, uh, former employees at these schools? And Tuttle's like, all oh, these schools were independently ran. Uh, so you'd have to talk to the people that were in charge and he's like, well, that's the thing. Like they all disappeared, not disappeared, but that like when the schools, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Closed down. Yeah. Um, uh, that, you know, all, all of those people lost their jobs and stuff and, you know, it, they didn't actually keep records and that there was some flooding on some of the lower levels of the Tuttle campus and stuff. So it's like the records might be spotty, but we'll see what we can find for you. Right. Um, so then he really does ask Russ. He's like, well, what is this all really about? And you could tell like Russ is like, if I say the right thing here, I'm going to find out some information. So right. uh, he's like, it's about women and young kids getting killed. Yeah. And, you know, of course, the way... It's shot, and, you know, we know that Tuttle is like, this guy's on to me. I'm going to have to play it smooth. And he does play it smooth, too, because by his performance, he's like, oh, that's that's really sad, you know. Uh, and just then, like, his little uh, steward comes in. He's like, hey, take him down to the records log and see if what you can find and stuff. And Russ is like, I'll, I'll come back for that stuff. So, and then he just walks out. Yeah. The little assistant got there pretty fast. Yeah, he did. Was there some sort of alarm button that right. Tuttle pushed? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. It was just like, oh, he turned around and there he was. <laughs> um, but I feel like, and we'll talk about this in a second. We're about to get to it. So, uh, Marty's talking to Beth late at night and she is working her mojo. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and that seems to be it from that scene. She's, she's working her mojo pretty hard though. It seems like Marty is trying to fly straight, but he's just giving into temptation. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. She, she definitely knows the right things to say to him. To, yeah. 
Yeah. But he's pretty weak. Oh, he is pretty, <laughs> he's weak. pretty weak. Yeah, he is. She knows he what is. to say, but she's yeah. like he's not putting up much of a fight, you know. Right. Uh now was there a, a Maggie inter another piece of the Maggie interview um in between right at, right before Russ goes to Billy Lee Tuttle and she goes to the bar you know yeah there, there might have been something i'm trying to think and um, well I, I i wrote down this uh line because i thought it was very important to the episode and it may have been later on but i've i wrote it down here um maggie says there's no such thing as forgiveness but people just have really short memories and she said that rust told her that yeah and i think we see that a lot throughout this episode i think so too and they asked her like especially going forward from this point on yeah and uh they asked her like do you think he was right right and she she said more and more more and more yeah more and more yep yep um but definitely i i've i think that was maybe maybe the theme of this um that very well could be yeah because yeah. you do see a lot of it I'll, I'll bring it up again later yeah but yeah so there's no such thing as forgiveness people just have really short memories yeah 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 do you, um do you have more for that no but i just didn't want it to get away okay because i have a short <laughs> memory <laughs> way to bring it back around yeah um so after Beth is talking Mojo with Marty the next morning, Russ is now getting yelled at for talking to Tuttle. And this is where I feel like Russ knew. And he mm-hmm. brings it up in this. He's like, obviously, we're on to something if he's mad about me talking to him. Right. He's like, clearly, yeah. he's trying to hide something. Yeah. He was like, it was a friendly conversation. Yeah. It was. And it was, for the most it part, was. friendly. Yeah. I mean, it was a little bit passive aggressive. Right. But the the reverend doesn't know that we know it was passive aggressive right rust then but yeah the the reverend doesn't know that right uh rust ends up getting suspended uh for one month uh turn in your badge and turn in your gun whole dramatic scene mm-hmm. and this is where yeah before you come back you mm-hmm. have to do 30 days of uh or 30 hours of uh yeah therapy yeah basically counseling yeah <laughs> and, and russ is like i'm the only one in this entire state that needs counseling <laughs> that doesn't need yeah counseling yeah yeah so it was i thought that was a funny line too. yeah yeah and, and he walks out and of course uh marty's looking rough and he blames it on having the flu mm-hmm. but of course he probably hasn't been home or it's been super he, late nights and he do, is not fooling anyone no he's not he Yep. And even the major's like, I didn't even know that was going around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. He, he even pointed out, it looks like you haven't slept at home mm-hmm. in a few days, you know? So. He, Marty thinks he's slick. I mean, Maggie even brings that up, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, she's just tired of yeah people thinking they're slick. So, now we see Rust playing flashlight tag with some antlers. 
Uh, yeah, what was he doing there? I mean, was he just <laughs> drunk, messing yeah, around? I think he's drunk. Or, Maybe he's smoking a little bit. I don't know. Uh, he's going like, crazy. What is he doing with those? <laughs> that, those are the notes I have. He's going crazy yeah, in quotes he, he, in his apartment, smoking, mm-hmm. drinking. Right after he says he's the one that needs counseling the least, yeah. he, he looks like he's completely <laughs> losing it now. He's got pictures all over his wall. And yeah. he's, he's literally playing flashlight tag with his antlers yeah. on this table. Yeah. And it's it's uh, reflecting over a bunch of missing person photos mm-hmm. that he has taped up all over his wall and, and almost up to his ceiling in a couple parts. Uh, but then Maggie shows up crying. Yeah, and, and uh, she takes a look around and sees that Rust might be crazy. Yeah, but she she uses the line, or she was crying. Yeah, he's doing it again. He's been yeah. doing it again, and really tries to you know hit Russ. You know, his sympathy. Comp- yes, his sympathy. Yeah. Play that sympathy card. Yep. Uh, and, and to his credit, I think Rust is being a bit resistant, even yeah. for being intoxicated. I, yeah. I feel like he's kind of at holding first, his own. At first, yep, he is. Yep, yep. Yep. But Maggie is, of course, persuasive. She's mm-hmm. looking good. And yep. uh, they end up uh, something steamy there on the kitchen counter, kind yep. of. Yeah, it was very intense. Very intense. Um, very um, aggressive on Maggie's part. This was... M- Maggie almost being masculine in this moment, you know? I see that. It's it's yep. definitely her. This is actually, as we were watching it, mm-hmm. this is as close to female rape yeah. <laughs> that you could be. Right. Because, she, I mean, up until... She was just trying to be Marty. She yeah. wanted to act like Marty was, you know, do yeah. what Marty did to her. I see that. So. And, and up until the point where they actually make contact like rust is like trying to he's like what are you doing right now you know right i mean i feel like he was only a little reluctant yeah yeah i mean you know (laughs) and then just goes in yep (laughs) goes for it yeah he definitely goes for it uh and then once they're finished doesn't last long no. Uh, but we do get to see Rust's butt finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally, finally, the payoff. I, I mean, we we can pretty much wrap it up now. <laughs> we're done. We're done. <laughs> we're done. We've seen what we've needed to That's see. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah. But right afterward, he has a sobering moment, and Maggie's just like, "I almost did it with a stranger." Uh, but that wouldn't have been good enough. He's definitely not going to stay now right? because it's you. He's not going to be able to tolerate it. It's yep. you. So she used Rust right. just to get Marty she, to divorce her. And she told him. Yeah. She told him, I'm, I used you because yep. he wouldn't leave me if it was just some random person. Yep. And, and she is, knew that would get him right where it hurt him the worst. Yep. And Really hurt his ego. I mean, his ego was hurt when Rust mowed the lawn. Yeah. So yeah. this was not going to go well. I mean, and obviously, because of that, like, we've seen before that Marty's threatened by Russ. Right. In, in that masculine way. You know? Yep. Yep. And and Russ is obviously pissed off in this moment. Oh, he's, he's just like, get out. As he should be, because yeah. that was very, I mean, <laughs> you know, as I said 
you know, damn it, Marty. It was damn it, Maggie. Yeah. In this moment, I but was I like, mean, oh, that was dirty. That was dirty. It was dirty only like because it was rust yes right exactly maggie has the right to go do whatever she wants at this point right marty's a repeat offender like she has carte blanche you know but uh yeah the fact that she used rust and that was that was really dirty because they are partners you know and and i you know some of it is on rust but maggie was persuasive and Rust, you know, being intoxicated, he's not up to his 100% game, you know, no. to play defense. Um, so, yeah, it, it just goes right to Maggie is waiting up for Marty. Who knows what time of the night it is? Marty looks guilty, you know, because mm-hmm. like, she's just at the table. If I was Marty, like, that's what I would be thinking. Like, oh, no, she knows something. So, yeah. Uh, she tells him to sit down. She's got something to tell him. And she just says, I saw the pictures. And he tries to play it off like his, she's just some crazy woman. And Maggie doesn't even let Marty finish. She's just like, I slept with someone. Yep. And he's close. She, she didn't want to hear it at that no, point. No, she, she doesn't care at all. No, she doesn't care. Yeah, she doesn't she, care She's completely shut down her emotions. Yep. yep. So she's time. just like... And he's close. You know him well. You know him really well. Yeah. You know, and it was Rust. I slept with Rust. And it's like Marty can't process that. He's like, what are you trying to tell me right now? And she's like, I said it. So. uh, And then, of course, she's a whore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's she's the one with the problem. Yeah. Marty's not answering for anything. No. Maggie's the one with the problem. Oh, yeah. Um, and, And he, again, violence. He, he again know, violence puts He's his not, hand around her neck. It, um, it, it was on the the cusp of oh yeah. He wanted assault. to, but he knew you know. Oh, she it, called. It was, she played yep. the daughter card right mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah. So, which was smart of her because it definitely controlled the situation. Right. Um. But yeah, he, he, she he just she walks out and uh from there. It's it's like the next day. Uh, Cole is is going into work, and yeah. Marty's already there. And one of the other detectives is like, "Cole is outside. Does he know he's suspended?" Right. <laughs> he's know? like, "I'm just here to get some paperwork." Yep. And then yep. Uh, Marty just tackles him right away. They have oh, a little yeah. tussle. He rushed him. <laughs> Who do you think he won was this about fight? to explode already? Yeah. And so it was almost like he. W- Rust arrived there for Marty to kick his butt. You, you know, I mean, so, do you think Marty won this fight? Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I thought he was winning until Rust kind of threw him against threw the him truck. against the truck. Then that was a an and absurd the, the tail light out. That was an absurd toss into the truck. Too. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it was, I mean, that had to hurt. They just beat the crap out of it each was other. Basically, almost, yeah. But it was almost like Marty's stunt double didn't even get thrown. <laughs> he just ran straight towards the truck and jumped up and tried to body slam the truck. Yeah, like, that's what it looked like. <laughs> it happened fast. It was. Sure. It was really. It was a good edit, but it yeah. does look a little bit weird. Right. Uh, I. I think Marty kind of won the fight, but yeah. only because Rust let him win. Yeah, like Rust. Didn't I mean, we've up- seen Rust. We've seen what Rust can do. Yeah, we know Rust is a tough guy. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like part of Rust probably felt like he deserved it. I agree in with that a too. way. I agree with that too. Because I mean, yeah, he was you know seduced, 
Yeah. But he was still responsible yep. for his actions. And, you and, know. And Rust so. is a stand up kind of guy, too. Right. Um, and, I mean, he was upset when yep. he was kicking Maggie out of his house. He was. Yep. Mm, he felt all of it, I feel like, in that but, moment. But it's like you knew Rust knew you play yep. a man's game. Right. pay a man's price right so yep. yeah he yep. knew he stepped out of the cage and he went and took his beating yep so um in the in the major's office now yep yep in yep. the major thanks you're <laughs> I lost, welcome lost my note there <laughs> that's okay so yeah in the major's office uh the major's kind of yelling at him Marty doesn't even, or Rust doesn't even look mad. Marty still looks mad. Rust looks like he just has a hangover. Uh, they're both bloody. He just looks done. Yeah, he does He's look just done. Like, ah, just, this is it. Yep. And as the major's yelling at him, Rust just stands up and he says, I quit. Yep. I don't have time I'm for this. Done. I don't care. I'm done. Yep. And uh, you can just tell that as soon as he quit, the stress was off. Like, I almost feel like yeah. this, he doesn't care anymore. Like, it was no. that moment, that exact moment. Yeah. It's no longer his problem. He nope. doesn't care. Man, and I felt that way before, too, quitting a job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, this is just, uh, it's, I'm not getting anywhere here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that kind of, it, it, as he leaves, he's like, I quit. And then he goes, nice hook, Marty. Yeah. Like, like no hard feelings. Right. Just. Yeah. Just, it's over. That was, I mean, basically what he was saying. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and I thought it was cool that uh, the major asked Marty, he's like, you guys want to tell me what this is about? And Neither one of them. Marty's like, it's a personal matter between him and I. Yeah. Nobody's pressing charges. Right. And and even Rust is like, I'm not pressing charges. No. Like, it was just a man's thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, I mean, he made it clear. Yep. It was just, it was personal. Yep. Um. So right right after this, it shows Maggie again yep. in the interview. And I was furious <laughs> that she would play all innocent in the interview, but yet destroy Russ, basically. I mean, that was the, the catalyst that, I mean, that I think he would not have quit if, it had, if that had not happened. You no, know? you know... He was probably gearing up towards it. You could tell. He was suspended. He wasn't happy about the suspension. No, he wasn't. But he was still going in. It, it was still personal to him. He wanted to catch this killer. Yeah. It yeah. was, I yeah. mean, it, it. he was still thinking about the job. He was still working when he was suspended. He was, yep. you know, that's what he was drunk and looking at, you know, the missing persons and playing with the antlers and still working yeah if, even though he was suspended if nothing else rust is a committed person right like he, as soon as he hones in on something mm -hmm. it's like he he just almost he does obsessed obsess. yeah yeah he definitely obsessed yeah. but not in a bad way but no. like he just wants to see it through so but of i way. really believe he just wanted to solve this case <laughs> once and for all yeah you know he, i mean but, horrible things are happening he doesn't yeah. want that continued so i mean i really feel like as bad as it sucked that you know no one wants to listen to him or that he has to go rogue to get any you know of this case yeah solved you know yeah um but then it was just like the maggie thing 
it, he knew. I mean, he was never going to have uh, Marty's cooperation. Yeah. After this, yeah. you know, it yeah. was just done. That was it. Yeah. That sealed the deal. You know, and it's funny that you had that Maggie note because my Maggie note is that she covers for them. And I mean, she does, but she covers. Oh. She doesn't ruin her integrity. She doesn't right. ruin Marty's integrity. Or I mean, Russ. they all lie. All three of them lie yeah. in the interviews. That's true. You know. Yeah, that's true. So they're uh, all covering for each other. Yeah, but I, I think they don't want to spoil anybody else's name. Right. You know, I, I think yeah. even if they hate each other, they still had like that respect for each other. Yeah. So, I do agree with that. Yeah. I'll give you that. And, and she never, <laughs> well, I just thought it was, <laughs> no, you're right. All three of them had each other's back. Yeah. Uh, when it came down to it. Yeah. And, and that's pretty rare, especially after everything that they've been through, because that's you true. would think at least one of them would right. want to drag the other person's name through the mud. Right. Yeah, and, and they never did that. You nope. know, they all admitted they had their problems except Rust. Right. I don't think he ever said Marty and I had our problems. Right. Rust I mean, just even Maggie as much as she would, it would, I would understand yeah. that she would still hate Marty. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's already moved on from that too. So yeah. again, that theme of, um, you know, she's like, I'm not mad about it. So she does have that short memory, yep. you know, yep. like maybe she doesn't forgive him completely, yep. but she's not mad about it anymore. And, you know, she held strong with that. And she also held strong with how she felt about Russ. Like she felt like yeah. she had to cover for him, I think, because she knows she did him dirty, you know? Yeah. And you know what else? Uh, when they sat her down for an interview, when they sat down Rust and Marty, mm-hmm. they told us the date that they right. sat these. We didn't get a date for Maggie. Right. So That's we don't true. know when they're talking to her. Right. But I guess that doesn't really matter because we're only meant to know that they talked to Rust before they talked to Marty. Right. So that that's the only thing we need mm-hmm. to know. Uh, so after the Maggie covers for them uh, in the interview, it cuts, it, it picks up on 2012 Marty driving. Uh, and of course he saw something in the rear view mirror. It turns out to be Rust. Uh, and this seems like the first time that they've met since 2002. Cause yep. they have like a little reintroduction in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marty mentions you changed your hair, but yeah. he, he did more than change it. Like he grew it out, and stuff, right? Unless he changed his hair yesterday or something. And I think it was just like an icebreaker. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, he still has to give him crap. I I feel like Rust should have said something to Marty. Like you lost your hair. Yeah, yeah. Um, or you look exactly the same. Yeah, except for a little less hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Rust says, I feel like we should probably have a talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, why don't I buy you a beer? Right. And uh, uh, Marty's like, okay, I'll follow you. And then <laughs> in a little comedic moment, uh, Russ steps back. He's like, never mind. You, you buy me the beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he gets yep. in his truck. Awesome shot of of rust uh from the back bumper of his mm-hmm. still broken taillight i saw that what i think it? that says a lot though yeah, but 10 years later i don't know i feel like he this truck has been through hell and for some reason he knows who he is yeah but i for feel some like reason, he's holding on to it yeah you know he doesn't want to let go yeah it, he doesn't want to let go i don't know yeah he's still he i mean it's that record 
I can't believe like another cop hasn't record. pulled him over though. And it's like you gotta fix your taillight, buddy. I oh, see he probably by. has been pulled over, but he oh, yeah. just uh, yeah, he probably whatever. don't. Care. That's true. He probably you know? doesn't care. Right, I mean, he hasn't cared. Yep. about you know. Yep. <laughs> he's fine with going rogue. Yep. Um, but Marty has a gun ready. Yeah. Um, which to I me, was that weird. was significant. That even though he, I feel like he has that inner struggle. Like he. He feels like he knows who Russ is and that he would not be the killer they're describing. Right. But there were some moments where I feel like he started to kind of listen and ponder whether the detectives were making sense. Because they were presenting a good case. To their credit, yeah. Right. They don't know Russ, though. Right. You know, so. So I, I feel like. His gut tells him Rust is okay, um, but he still is, you know, cautious. Yeah. So yeah, he has that gun just in case. Yeah. yeah. He yeah, knows better sure. than to just go off his gut. Yeah. Um, or, see, we and we won't know until the next episode, but right. it, it could also mean that he's got this gun for rust like he doesn't need it for himself like maybe i don't know i didn't get that i thought it was more i might need to protect myself but see, i doubt I'm, it i probably don't but just see, in I, case i have like three trains of thought and one of them is like what do i remember from the very first time that i saw this and right. and, and how am i trying to connect it now and then another line of thought of what I want it to be. And then another line of thought of what I think it is. And it's like. Right. I mean, it could be. For could some it re- be that he thinks. Uh, for some are reason. Are we going to do some detective work? Right. But for some you know? reason, I feel like Marty talked. No, Russ talked to Marty. Right. Because that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll find out. And we'll I. will find out. I don't necessarily want to ask you if I'm right. Because I don't even know if you remember or if we should even talk about it right now. But I, I feel like rust because rust interviewed first he gave marty the heads up and maybe to Hmm. an extent he gave maggie a heads up too i don't know i don't know either don't know either but i'm excited to find out this was a great episode i really liked it it was really good i mean it wasn't it it was it's just a setup episode it it was it it tied up a bunch of loose ends like i talked about like Mm -hmm. it answered all the questions we had yeah. about why the marriage failed and you know why rust you know yeah kind of disappeared and you know what it, it was really good at tying up all those loose ends I, I feel like for every loose end it tied up like there were multiple mm-hmm. loose ends now there's right. only one loose end, right but it's a big loose end yes so it's well i mean there's maybe a couple right but the one loose ends that are left are bigger than the multiple ones that they yeah. just closed it's so, just so <clears throat> tight i mean the script it's amazing the story the yeah. characters it's yeah. just such a masterpiece i love it I do too. Love it. It's still episode six. We got two episodes left. I can't wait to get through them. Yeah. Just because I'm like eager to find out, like, what do I remember and you know mm-hmm. what I don't remember, and and I just love all of it. You know. Me too. So I just it's, I want to see what I'm right about, what I'm not right yeah. about, and 
Well, you know it's a, a solid work of art when you can watch it over and over again and still get all the feels, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, for sure. It's so good. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't it say is. that enough. This is the best TV ever. I just freaking love mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's not something that you can just watch over and over and over, but it, you know, not back to back, but it's yep. definitely something you should always come back to, you yep. know, every so often just to remind yourself of how good it is. Yep. So I, I just can't wait to, to finish this up, you know, yeah. just because I want two closure. More, two more. Yeah. Just because I want closure to it. So, yep. but I, I'm, I'm not excited for it to be over because I'm really enjoying it, but yep. I, like, I'm just excited, like. Let's solve this case, Russ and Marty, you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Um, Do you have anything else? I have nothing else. (laughs) I'm just excited for the next one. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back soon with episode seven of True Detective. Yes. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. Check out our social media pages at TV We Love on Twitter, TV We Love on Facebook, and TV We Love Podcast on Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider following and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate all ratings and reviews, especially the five star ones. We'll be back soon with another episode of TV We Love. Bye.